0: Now, without further ado, this episode of The Daily Reprieve.
1: Hi, everyone. Harvey Asher, sexaholic, and I've been sexually sober 38 days. Today is my anniversary, and as someone reminded me, that's not even true. I made up my date. People make such a fuss over a date. What the heck's a date? So I got it to AA and then got it to SA. And one day realized I hadn't acted out in a certain amount of time. And I had to figure backwards from my AA birthday what date I probably got sober on my SA birthday. And this is all going to dovetail into our 11th step and 11th tradition because of programming, how much programming we've had. We make a big deal out of a certain date and then use it negatively against ourselves a lot of times. When all we have is today, today. Now, what I like to do is always kind of start with a tradition and how the heck it connects to the step. But I'm not content with just doing that because this workshop has shifted my life. Whatever it's done for you, I wish you well, but it's shifted me to realize how everything is totally connected. There is no separation. And so the unity of the tradition and the step and the unity of all the steps and traditions And the unity of the world must all be one. And that's what I've begun to see. All our connections, not all the differences. So, a connection. Excuse me, I want to get my book so I don't bull crap too much to you guys. Yes, I'll make it all up if I don't read it straight in, plus in my notes. <laughs> so, the 11th tradition. Says what? We have no ego. I'm not a famous, let's say, baseball player who gets up and says, My name is such and such, and AA saved my life. No. Someone gets up and says, I'm another drunken AA has helped me. I'm another drunken SA has helped me. I'm not a name. I'm not a profession. I'm not rich. I'm not poor. I'm not black. I'm not white. I'm not Christian or Jewish or Muslim or Buddhist or a Hindu. I am, and I need this program because I have an incurable illness. Now, so that anonymity, which is only at press, radio, and television, Keeps our ego down. Let me tell you when this SA movement and SOAA and SAA, when it started, one of those fellowships, not ours, of Roy was very reluctant for any of us to do anything in public. But some of them would do it with the the disguised voices and behind screens. But we did need promotion. (laughs) Just like this, the tradition also talks about promotion and attraction. This AA had promotion at first too. He tried getting Rockefeller to give him money and how good all this was. And they're going to make money off of their uh, book sales. (laughs) But now we're in a new dimension, rocketed into a fourth dimension of attraction, not promotion. Now, why does S.A. people have such a tough time staying sober? They don't want what we have. Who wants what we have? <laughs> Chronic relapsing, not facing out truth about we're allergic to lust, not facing... That we're sick getting well, continuing on this religious model, that we're bad getting good. They could have gotten it from their church and synagogue or mosque. They don't need to hear it from us. They don't want what we got yet. I'm smiling. There's a guy every week. I'm so glad he's here. But it's enjoyable to watch how I put him to sleep within minutes. (laughs) He's able to relax and rest, and he's out. And he prepares himself with a pillow and all. That's what we want. We are the only essay book and AA book some people will ever read. Us. Us. It's not what we're going to say. They're, they know what we're, we're pulling them in. People know what we're in our disease. And people know it we're not in our active disease. So the unity is the unity from step one and tradition one. Deflation of ego in depth. So how do we do this deflation of ego? How do we do this deflation of ego? Impossible. Why? Because of that song we played a few weeks ago. You have to be carefully taught. We are so programmed that we can't hear anything else. And yet that program did not work for our disease. It works for people. It helps them. We're going to get to prayer meditation, but not an addict. So, today, what am I going to do? I'm going to shake up the concept of prayer and meditation. And I'm also going to show you what Bill says they're so interlocked. Now, you know, I always talk about we only do 50% prayer, we minimize meditation. But in reality, they're all interconnected, and that's what I myself am beginning to see more and more. The interconnection of everything. So it says we have to let go of our old ideas. That includes prayer and meditation. There are so many people who were deep meditators when they came in, and yet it didn't stop their disease. And so many people who prayed didn't stop their disease. So we're going to shake up the mind and do a very different prayer and meditation. And I'm going to ask you, especially for this first song, that to hear it as a prayer, and then when there's just music, to hear it as a meditation, and then go back to the prayer part and connect the meditation and the prayer. And where does this prayer come from? (laughs) a Broadway show that was premiered in 1935. And of all things, what are the words that you'll pray on and meditate on? I got plenty of nothing and nothing's plenty for me. I got no car, got no mule, got no misery. Folks with plenty of plenty, they got a lock on the door, afraid someone's going to rob them while they're out trying to make more. What for? I got no lock on the door. That's no way to be. They could steal the rug from the floor. That's okay with me, cause the things that I prize, like the stars and the skies, are all free. I got plenty of nothing, and nothing's plenty for me. Now, since Frank Sinatra is singing it, the second part of it, where it's, says Lord, he substituted the word love. But one time it does say love, one time it says Lord. So I'm going to ask you to play the song, a jazz piece. How can we have a jazz for prayer? What do you mean? I have prayers I go to where I worship. I don't even understand the words, it's in another language. And when it's in English, I don't even understand it. Many of you in different religions have had prayers in different religions. And even when they're in English, it's hard to understand. So we're gonna do jazz. And let go of the old ideas, not the old religions, old ideas. And remember, I do not speak for essay. This is not an essay meeting. This is a workshop on what has helped me over the years get to 38 years of sobriety one day at a time. Maestro?
2: I got plenty of nothing And nothing's plenty for me I got no car, got no mule, I got no misery Folks with plenty of plenty They got a lock on the door Afraid somebody's gonna rob them while they're out of making more What for, I got no lock on the door, that's no way to be They can steal the rug from the floor, that's okay with me Cause the things that I prize, like the stars and the skies, are all free Say I got plenty of nothing, and nothing's plenty for me i got my gal got my song got heaven the whole day long got my gal, got my law got my song Plenty of nothing, and nothing's plenty for me I got my gal, got my song I got heaven the whole day long Got my gal, got my love Got my song
1: A prayer of gratitude. A prayer of gratitude. They had a worry about locking the door while they were trying to make more. Now, what's the background of this? This is about a cripple. He was in poverty. Sometimes they show him without legs or on crutches. Usually he's on a wagon. He got the heaven, the sky, his Lord. A person he cared about. And he had so much. How often are we staying in the prayer of gratitude? You've heard me say this time and again. My sponsor would say in his way of talking about God. God's taking care of multiple universes. He's very busy. He doesn't need big, complicated prayers. He loves the short ones, which are two. Thank you. What a prayer. Thank you. I pray it all through the day, when I find a parking spot, when I wake up and I'm alive, thank you. And the other prayer he just it just loves is help, help, the surrender, The pure surrender. I can't stop this. I can't do this. Help. So many times, prayer is blocking the conscious contact. You're so busy praying that the contact, the contact gets lost. I am no longer using the word connecting or finding God. I'm using the word merging with God. It's already there. How awesome are thy works! I'm one of its works. And the big book is really a bugaboo about that because it knows us. It doesn't matter what religion you come from. We've been programmed to use different names, as you've heard me say, for the special divinity called Santa Claus. Instead of... Him keeping a list of your naughty and nights nice for your Christmas presents. Whatever religion, even if you don't celebrate Christmas. You're thinking, God, I want a bigger house. I want a better job. I want to give more charity. I want a better ritual thing. I want better, more. Heal me. Even though I'm a human being, it have to be sick. So what does the big books say about it? I wrote it somewhere. That first of all, the here it is. Prayer is the right raising of the heart and mind to God. And in this sense, it includes meditation. That's from Step 11, 12 and 12. Now, this is a trick I discovered when I read this this week. It says to improve our conscious contact with God. It doesn't say our contact with God. See, we're already contacted. We're already connected. There is nothing else. God is everything or he's nothing. Big book says it. So God's already here, but my ego separates me from what's already here. That's why our book is about ego deflation in depth. Root and branch. And yet my ego is part of my life. It will never be totally erased. It's part of me. But through meditation and prayer, but again, prayer could get very itchy because we tend to use it for our gift wish list. And then we get pissed at God for not giving it to us. My God, keep me sober today. As you go in and you turn on your computer. And then you get angry at God. God, don't let this family member who has stage four cancer die from cancer. You get enough. You get people, thousands of people to pray for this person. It's one person praying, may thy will be done, not my will. If we as addicts, now other people could handle this. Not I as an addict. I'm not other people. I have the damage in my brain that does not filter like other people filter. So the book teaches us these different ways of deflating our ego. And by the way, on the internet, for those who could handle it, there's a link. There's something. It has every step prayer, each prayer. Step has its own prayers. Now, what is the meditation for? The meditation is for us basically to become aware of the ego you can't make it go away we become aware of the thoughts we don't judge them we don't say bad thought good thought just oh there's that thought again because you're quiet you're breathing And when the thoughts come, you go into breath. So I'm going to play, have our maestro Daniel play a meditation for us. Because as our book says, faith without action is dead. So we're going to take about seven minutes and 13 seconds not to hear Harvey give all his opinions, but for you to have a very special prayer meditation on the word I am. I am. Have you ever realized That when we talk about, in some circles, when God to some people revealed his name, the name is not a noun. It's a verb. (laughs) I am. It's a conjugation of to be. It's a verb. It's not a noun. But to all of us, we have these names that then separate us from other people because they don't have the same name, God. You have to be carefully taught. Now, we're not saying what name's true, what name's false. That's up to the person, the God of their understanding. We're talking about unity versus separation. And in recovery, everything's based on our unity. We connect through our imperfections. We become one. So, Maestro, I'd like you all to listen and then... Meditate. When these intrusive thoughts come in, I don't care if they're about naked women, naked men, about your wives, the trouble you're having with your kids. It doesn't matter what thought comes in. Don't worry about it. Just take in a breath and exhale. Don't judge it, don't think you're doing it wrong. Could not just <sighs> my When you look up the derivative of that word, you will find it's been translated into English, that term I am, into the word Lord. But the original term that I am, that I am, came from means a loving, compassionate, all-forgiving, Power greater than myself. By our last workshop next week, you will see the unity of what this has all been about. Loving ourselves. If I am then I am a pure, loving, compassionate being who happened to have a disease that made me fight every value I ever had and made me powerless My wife is very active at Essanon for decades. This weekend, we're doing a workshop together in um, a talk in Poland. But you know what? First time I decided not to mention to her today, was my 38 years. You know, she's not getting a coin for being faithful to her, but to me for 38 years. She's not getting any vast celebration. It's all ego. Many years, other people call me to remind me. I don't even remember it's my birthday. But I do like the word birthday. I was reborn that day. And I do it every day. The rebirth of saying, Harvey, you were born with this medical condition. A broken part of your brain. You're not like a normal man. You're allergic to lust. And if it's not lust, it's the obsessions of the mind. My wife every now and then gets worried about something, but me? The obsession du jour. What's the obsession of the day? And you can't get too many in one day because the newest one pushes out the other one for a moment. (laughs) And that's how we connect. Before we get to the questions... We want to deal with conscious versus unconscious contact? I can't tell you what to do, but I've had to minimize the conscious part and emphasize. That God doesn't make crap, that I've been made in its image, and that I'm a good and worthwhile human being today, and that I did not make myself have sex, be so promiscuous, be in my head day and night since I've been a kid about lust. Didn't do it. Remembered yesterday, I was 10 and 11, and it was the fall, and the leaves were down, and this neighborhood kid and I were wrestling, and he must have touched me. He did my pelvic area, and something happened in my brain that second. Only now I could look back. I had a pathway developed. A new pathway, a neurotransmitter. And for the rest, Marcel Proust wrote this little novella or little short story called The Mandolin. And when he was a little boy, he had this little French cookie and it was so delicious to his brain. For the rest of his life, he'd go from bakery to bakery looking for it. That same reaction. But we can't ever get it. Because that's the second the new pathway was developed. So what have we had to do? We've had to increase the dosage to get that original sensation, like any drug. We are drug addicts, except we produce our own heroin, endorphins. And one of my main thank yous Is thank you, God, for letting me accept the disease model. Thank you, God, for loving me. You that you watched everything I did with all those people, myself, and you loved me so much, you brought me to SA. Can't tell you what it feels like. To live in a world of gratitude. And I know it because sometimes I stop doing it. (laughs) And it's a hell of a difference. (laughs) By the way, I want to thank Hadassah and Daniel again. Um, If I, you know, I'm 82, may have lived many years up to His will, its will, not mine. But uh, if I die today, it's okay. This workshop has been so important for me. I'm giving you what was given to me. So freely by so many people. And I couldn't get it for so long. These concepts. But the awakenings are so magnificent. Things I heard 30 years ago and now I hear them and I can understand. And it takes what it takes. And if we try to rush it, that's our ego again. Try to make something happen. Just do it one day at a time. Um, let's see. Okay, let's do uh, about thirty minutes of. No, we want to close at three thirty for the people who need to go to bed officially, <laughs> and at three thirty, and then we'll continue till four for those who. Want to stay up. Any questions?
3: Thank you, Harvey. Um, Go ahead, Rich.
4: Yes, thank you. Um, I'm going to state my question and then um, give a quick explanation of why I'm asking it. Uh, Harvey, wouldn't it be better in your workshops to say that uh, at least the gods of many religions, uh, religions are good and the the gods of religions are good, but the people mess it up the same way that people mess up S.A. and A.A. because you say that you could speak for hours and hours and hours and beat your head against the wall, but people don't get the medical model that... Uh, We are sick getting better. Um, Because you said that religion teaches us of a Santa Claus and of a God as a tyrant waiting to get us. And I belong to a religion that is ancient and traces its roots back to the beginning. And what I've been taught all my life is uh, the medical motto, sick getting better. I've been taught that this God loves me, even to the point of regarding me he regards himself as my servant and that uh, no matter what I've done, he never gets tired of me, uh, but continues to love me and adore me. And this is not a, a new religion. This is a, a mainstream religion. I don't think the religions are, are uh, the problem. I don't think the God of religion is problem. I think people are the problem in terms of messing up the message and So I'm asking you, would it be better to explain religion and the God of religion that way?
1: Yeah, it's an interesting question. Um, There's a guy I really respected, and he'd laugh when people would say, oh, guns kill people. Or SUVs kill people. He'd say, no, people kill people guns don't kill people, people who use the guns kill people. This program is based on some of the original fellowship that came a couple of thousand years ago, which was also based on previous things. Once it became formalized from a fellowship into multi-multi religions, not that the religion is bad, but that the religions tend to separate minds the right way. If you don't do it this way, You're not going to go somewhere. Or my religion is the apple of God's eye. Or if you don't accept this, you're going to go to hell. Well, the underpinnings are beautiful, but we're talking about unity, not separation. I'm actually reading a book now. I won't give you the title. But it takes a subject and give quotes, spiritual quotes, from Hinduism, Buddhism, Judaism, a lot of saints, Christianity, and um, Muslim from uh, Muhammad. And it shows you that everyone's saying the same thing on spiritual issues but it's the separation that comes in. Now, I'm not into, if you don't accept the disease model, you're going to go to hell. But that's what a lot of our religions do tell us, even though that Text itself might not always say that. But what I'm learning is an AAN essay from people will tell me I'm wrong about something. Because they're quoting from one part of the book. I'm quoting from another part of the book. Very Difficult to try to get through that. Now, let me give you an example. Sports, athletics. If you have a football team you love, and someone else has another football team, you could go two ways. They love that one, you love this one. You could go two ways. You could be so excited, you two have something in common. You love football. Or you could use it as a separation that so often happens. Oh, your team's not so good, and our team's much better. Over and over again. Well, in our 12-step program, we try to transcend that without anonymity. We don't say any religion's better or worse. We don't say there's a particular God, take them or leave them. We have transcended. There's no money involved. We don't have to support big functions. It's a very different thing. I'm still part of my religion. But I'm learning. It's a religion I was born into. It's a religion I choose. But it's not who I am. Who am I? I am. connected, merged with everything. God is everything or he's nothing. So that's that's my answer. Um, If I get too much into this, I'm gonna get into outside issues about wars about people and wars, about using religions or or philosophies or anything can be used for power. We have a higher power that transcends everything for me. Now, this is only my opinion, and it wasn't my opinion many years ago. That's why opinion keeps changing. <laughs> my God and my understanding keeps changing. I'm almost dead. I don't have too many times to change. <laughs> but I'm glad I'm where I am today. Yesterday, I had experience of I was in a class, and I experienced that nothingness, the no thing. And it got so scary. And I said, is this depression? What is this? And I said, oh, it's nothing, nothing. And I breathed into it and it was unbelievable to get beyond my programming this is a spiritual program it has no re- it's not a religion nothing's wrong with religion but you could have religion with that spirituality You could have spirituality without religion. You could have religion with spirituality, and you could have spirit or without it. But this program is merely a spiritual program, it has nothing else. Once you take the first step and you surrender to this disease, that everything else is rocketed into a fourth dimension. Some people call it the soul. Some people call it the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. Whatever we call it, it's spiritual. Religion tends to be religio, order, ritual, and sometimes we miss the the merging because we're so afraid we're going to do it wrong. Next question. Oh, let's end. Uh, uh, do Let's randomly do one of these prayers, and then I'll have 30 minutes more. Um,
3: Do you want to do the 11-step prayer? I'll put it up on the screen.
1: No, I'm going to read one we never know is there. The tenth step prayer. God, remove the selfishness, dishonesty, resentment and fear that has cropped up in my life right now help me to discuss this with someone immediately and make amends quickly if i had harmed anyone help me to create fighting anything and anyone show me where i may be helpful to someone else help me react sanely not cocky or afraid How can I best serve you? Your will, not mine, be done. Page 84 from the big book.
3: Thanks, Harvey. uh, And just a reminder that it's being recorded. If you prefer to ask a question in the chat, uh, go ahead and send me a uh, direct message. Uh, Go ahead, Stephen G.
1: And, Rich, if you want, give me a call one day and we'll talk about it some of this, okay? Without trying to convert each other.
3: <laughs> Hi, I'm Stephen. Um, I just wanted to know the uh, website address where all the prayers are for all the steps, if you have them or somebody has that. I'll send it up on the chat shortly. Great, thank you. Them. No problem. Uh Go ahead, Joshua.
1: I I want to tell you guys and gals something. Why don't I respond when you say this quickly? It sounds so crazy, but I believe it. I channel. I'm led from one thing to another. I'm led from one site to another. I'm led from one book to another. I don't understand it. I don't know how it happens. So I don't know where the heck I got it from today. I just don't. People bring up something that I said in the workshop. I don't know what they're talking about. I never listen to my own talks. And you're the same. It's not Harvey. It's letting yourself be a channel. The 11th step prayer make me a channel of thy peace. Each one of you are pioneers bringing the message. that this works. And what was Bill corrected about? He was told, stop talking religion when you talk to these guys. Don't preach to them, tell them your story and the miracle of your life. Who can explain it? The song last week. Words fail. Once you can explain it, it's no longer spiritual, it's intellectual. It's beyond explanation, beyond words. Go ahead. I sure get carried
5: away. Well, wow. thanks, Harvey. Um, Joshua, I'm a sexaholic. I, um, I I appreciate you bringing up the subject of channeling because um, that's what my question was about. Um, with respect to step uh, eleven, using prayer and meditation to um to 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 receive the inspiration that we need. I'm contending with a with an issue that I, I I is beyond me. I can't, you know. There's a lot of uncertainty, and I can't uh, decide this on my own. I need God's guidance, and um, I'm just wondering if maybe I can't be a channel and um, tap into um, God's inspiration because maybe I don't truly want to do His will yet. You know, I'm still quite concerned that it's um it's not going to um you know be in be in alignment with Joshua's love. Well,
1: well <laughs> to be a channel is to recognize you already are a channel. You can't become a champ. It's the recognition that I, I am is in you and outside of you. There's nothing else. So it's sometimes too awesome to experience that we're the wave and it's the ocean. It's just too uncomfortable. I can't do it for very long when it happens. I'm getting more and more tolerance to it. But the minute you start thinking Can you do his will? Is it my will? What is this? You're thinking again. Therefore, separating back to the dualism. God is there and you are here. And how will the twain meet? (laughs) You already won with it. So I don't not act out today because God's going to strike me and my family with lightning. I don't act out today. This I know I am. And it would be disrespectful to me to have a, a lust fantasy. To me. I don't want a lust fantasy in my life today. But I can't make it not, the first thought not come in. I grow orchids and went out on the porch this before, right before the meeting. And the orchid, (laughs) one of the orchids looked so phallic to me. I said, Harvey, you can't get away, away from it. But what happened? You stand in the chapter five. We stood at the turning point. Do I say, oh, there's those aberrant thoughts again at last? Or do I go in and build on it and turn it into a fantasy, which is lust, which I'm allergic to? Every moment of the day, we're standing at this turning point. So as you say more and more to yourself, I am a good and worthwhile human being worthy of recovery today. God doesn't make crap. Then things get easier. Then you're not not doing because of negative program, what Roy calls your then in a positive sobriety. You like this freedom, but to get the freedom, you got to walk through the detox which is very difficult for most people This we don't get handshakes. We don't go into DTs, but most many people who are true sex addicts are getting a death experience. Their bodies telling them they're drowning. The withdrawal process. This is a drug addiction. So if you are allergic to penicillin and you keep wanting to take penicillin, go for it, man. See what happens. It didn't work for me. (laughs) It's not a shame issue. God's already proven he loves you. He sent you here. Now, I want to keep saying this, bringing it back to diabetes. You could have diabetes be under very good care, follow directions. And sometimes the diabetes will flare up anyway. It's how the disease is. You might be sick, something might happen, and the sugar gets out of whack. And you're not cheating. So what do you do? You let your doctor know, you rearrange certain things. People come into this program thinking it's a religious experience to get reborn. No, it just lasts for 24 hours. It's not coming up to the front of the congregation and getting a rebirth experience. Ours just last through a day for our disease. Now, that other stuff's fine, but for the disease, I need to do it every day because the old me will use again. And I almost guarantee, if the Muslims, Christians, and Jews, and I don't know that much about Buddhism, but I'm learning more Hinduism, look it up. You will see how important every day in being reborn is. What happens is we tend just to hear certain groups from our own religion. And we tend not to read other people's opinions. We have to be carefully taught. And most of us are. We can't help it. You could take any any religion almost, and on any subject they'll give you more than one way. That's why you have different books within the book. (laughs) But we get so monolithic, we get so turned, and we never do our own research quite often. Why? Why? My sponsor, who happened to be a very different religion than me, he said to me, Harvey, when you get more comfortable with your own religion, you won't be so frightened of other people's religion. Next question.
3: Go ahead, Jan.
6: Thank you, Daniel. Thank you, Harvey. Um, so it's, I, I think my question is twofold. Um you said uh like meditation is becoming aware of the feelings and thoughts. Would that would you then say that prayer is the surrender of those feelings and thoughts? And like if so, um, um what do I say to a person? Well, no, what do I say to a person? I'll bring it back to me. Um, If I struggle with the concept of God allowing, like God led me here, but why didn't God stop that car from crashing over there? Um, And it's the concept once again of surrender for me that I surrender to the fact that I have no idea what God is doing and what his plan is for me. Um, but in surrendering these, like these thoughts and these feelings, um, is there then no way that, um, I can reconcile this, uh, really this, this struggle in me? Cause yeah, the issue is me. Way. The issue is not God.
1: I have a simple way. I say, I'd rather stop believing in God than have all this intellectualization about knowing about God. The more I say that, the more I'm able to experience it rather than think about it. Because we're trying to figure out why do some meteors crash? Why do some solar systems get sucked up by black holes, my God, we're seeing everything through this minuscule view called the teacup of a brain trying to imagine something beyond time and space. If you want to call it the path, if you want to call it the universal mind, if you want, whatever the heck you want to call it. My sponsor of this different religion, and he was very devout in his religion, but he'd say, and this annoys a lot of people when I say it, so I usually not say it. That's <laughs> I still have an ego. He would say, can you imagine how much God is laughing? and all the problems people have trying to give him a name? That's the separation. Try to figure it out. when I have trouble even knowing God's will for me? Why the hell am I still alive and not dead from AIDS? I came in in the early 80s. What's the answer? Harvey, you're thinking again. And whatever I'm thinking in no time, The thoughts will go to lust if I'm not on my guard. In AA, they say, whenever we're thinking, we're behind enemy lines. So here you've spent a lot of time, you've come back many weeks, many of you, to hear my same old stuff. And my main goal, if I have one, is to not think. And yet somehow I'm talking to you. Where the heck's this coming from? Who and what is observing when you're praying within you? How do you notice you're praying? What is the observer? And I make a little history of this. One religion says, I am in you and you are in me. Another religion says there is nothing else. I was just looking up some Muslim, same words, Hindu, Buddhist. And yet, we keep trying to figure it out when it's already here. You can't connect when you're already connected. We're just unaware we're connected because that's what our steps do to get the ego deflated. That's what's left is the connection. Now, why don't we know this? Why did I have to come to this program to get this? Because we're not aware. We call it our religion. No. The part of our religion, meaning who is teaching us what sermons, who taught him, who taught her, and you start to see there is a line. It's not necessarily the entire scope. That's why it's so important for me to do self-study. to get beyond my prejudices and my biases and my separations to find the unifying piece, not what's different in our religions, but what's similar. So I read recently again (laughs) that religion are like languages. Have you ever thought about it? Languages. Every language has words that sometimes another language doesn't have. There are just no words for it. Religions, each religion has certain things that the other one might not be emphasizing as much but do you ever hear them say there's only one true language? Yet we're constantly hearing there's only one true religion. We're talking not, is that right or wrong? It might be right. But what I'm trying to show you is the separations how we're learned early on to separate and not to connect. And with a disease as powerful as we have, an incurable, chronic, progressive disease, we need as much help from everyone so we don't get into religion. We don't get into politics. What the traditions show say. We just say, help, please help me. And we surrender. And we see who it's working for. And we don't ask them what is their, what profession are they in? What religion are they in? What politics are they in? We just say, hey, can I follow you around and do what you did? It's very simple. We connect. We don't separate. Now it's thirty-eight years. I've gone all horizons. I'm still the same religion. I always was. But we get so frightened of opening that space, that nothingness. Whew. And that's a lot about God. N-O-hyphen-T-H-I-N-G It's beyond a description of words. And if you doubt me, You go ask people who really believe what you believe and ask them using the name of the God you usually might believe in and ask them how they see it. And you're going to find out people have their own conceptions, even within the same name. I say very unpopular things, you know. Why? It's just coming out. But because I had every one of the questions you're asking, I had to walk through all this. I've spent 38 years in recovery now. Everything you're asking, I've thought and pondered and asked. And what do I come down to? Don't drink, don't think, and go to meetings. (laughs) Don't lust, don't think, and go to meetings. Very complicated program. One more question. So I'm
3: going to... Jump in with the last question. No hands are up. So this whole thing about knowledge of his will for us kind of uh, semi-diverts us into thinking that we're going to have to start thinking, right? But actually, it's a very practical thing. Knowledge of his will for us is very, it's a very practical thing. It's in the next right move. It's in what should I do next, right? There's no thinking involved at all, even though it uses this magical word, knowledge.
1: I'm very glad you brought that term up, knowledge. You know, there's wisdom, there's intelligence, there's knowledge. Knowledge, we use the word to know. To know God, we use that word. When else was that word used? for many of us in a Judeo-Christian culture. And Muslims would, I would imagine, have some of that too with um, Adam and Eve. And Adam knew Eve. It's emerging. A merging together for what? Two people became one. Now, most of us, if not all of us, are not allergic to sex, but we're allergic to lust. To know God also includes... What happens during a relationship of intimacy? And for those who ever want to know it, you'll call me, but Jess, my sponsor and essay, taught me all kinds of things about bringing God in at that time, and light. There is nothing like this program And I'm going to give you a promise what I've seen about religious people on this program. Hang in there. Stay sober. Listen to all this radical, crazy stuff. Eventually, you will see you will be in your own religion, even more religious. It's such a paradox time and again. I'll watch it in every religion. People who have had to let go of certain things that the disease took away. They're able to get more merging and experiencing God rather than just figuring them out. I don't have to figure out about the world. And for those of you in Europe, I could imagine what you're going through. Although I really can't. But this has never stopped happening. It's not like this is a new occurrence. Ever since the world began, this has been happening. And then we get so shocked, and we tend to start using any excuse to question divinity. And yet, you don't question why it goes from summer to autumn to winter to spring. but power and crises and everything, it's never been different. But we think it's happening to me. And at 12 o'clock prior to this, I heard a talk. I went to another SA meeting and heard a talk. And the guy said it beautifully. He said, what happens? We, the world happens, But then we add words to it. The world is happening to me. This is happening. But we make it, it's happening to me. No, this is what's happening in our lives. We were born with a sexual addiction. It didn't happen to you. There's a statistic. Alcoholism is a statistic. Addiction is a statistic. In 2001, I suddenly went blind in one eye. I had a floater and the floater progressed into a retinal tear and the retinal tear needed surgery. And with each surgery, there was a problem with the surgery. And I had six surgeries. Changed doctors after three. The doctor said to me, as difficult as this is, statistically, every time you get another surgery, it's a closer chance this your retina will stick on and you won't have to keep. Now I'm still blind, it blinded me. I'm that high, but it was a statistic. You and I were statistically born addicts. Some people statistically die at 90, some die at 80, some die at 60, some diet infancy. But not an addict. We want to say this is happening to me. Why? So you get an excuse to be angry, upset, to use an excuse that you're going to do anyway. You just needed an excuse to appease yourself. Because you're powerless. If you're going to act out, you're going to act out. Unless you've, Do it one day at a time, utilizing the tools of the program and your higher power in the steps, which are all part of the tools. Remember, this is only my opinion, experience, strength and hope. I read last week, the guy in the front of his book said, what I'm telling you is the truth, but not facts. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. What I'm telling you is my truth. They're not facts. Who the hell am I to know this? But this is what's worked for me. Whether it's true or not, it's worked for me. That's all I have to give to you wonderful people. Man, you've you, this group has been unbelievable. You've hung in there for hours a lot of times. And you, you give me a life that, can't be gotten. My kids came to visit this weekend. He's My son's about 56, my daughter-in-law. I couldn't wait after two days for them to leave. <laughs> and you know what? Because of this program, I was able to say it to people. <laughs> hey, I'm a social isolator. I don't want to talk to my kids too much. (laughs) It's such freedom. From that song we did early on, I am what I am. I'm a wonderful invention. You could give me the hook. Or give me an ovation. But one day at a time, this is the best life I could have ever, ever dreamt. And I have many, many physical problems. I've developed, as you get older, not only a little hand tremor, I've de- ve- developed one in my vocal cord. And my palate. And do you know what? I get off these meetings, I say, thank you, God, I was able to talk. When it went for an evaluation, she said, Oh, you've had this for years, you've just compensated. So I said, What do you mean? She said, You talk slower and you take breaths. And then two thoughts hit me simultaneously. See, God punished me with the things I used to do with my mouth. And he hurt my vocal cord. The programming. Okay? Like when I went blind, the guy said to me, See, it finally caught up to you. Oh, That's in America. They say if you masturbate too much, you go blind. <laughs> but once through my mindfulness, I heard that voice saying, "Ah, see." I was able to laugh. And to say, oh, I wonder what, and this tends to be hereditary. hereditary, I wonder what my grandmother did. She had a shake in her hand, too. <laughs> and you laugh and you observe. And then I say, God, thank you. What a miracle. You let me do these workshops and my voice gets stronger, not weaker. When I give them, go figure it out. Love y'all. Till next week. And that's our conclusion next week. Step 12, Tradition 12.
0: I would like to thank you for listening to this episode of The Daily Reprieve, the best source for experience, strength, and hope